James chapter 2, let's start there today. Afternoon, everyone. Let's start with James 2. We're going to go back into the place of worship and prayer. And what I want us to do is press today as we enter 21. I want you to know that 21 has already been projected. Whatever 21 will be, God has already written it. It's it's predestined. And what God wants to do with us today is pressing until we enter. I said something as we was praying. That Christ said that others have labored, but you have been called to enter, to harvest, to reap the labors of others. So I want us to get into a place I'll, I'll speak. I think you should have notes because I'll speak on many things before I get to the main thing. What I want to speak to you about today or what I believe God wants to impart in us is what we call speak. But before we get there, I want us to look at a few things. Are you with me, yeah? What we must not become are people that are hopeful with no basis. So what keeps our hope going? The effectiveness we see today. So before we start anything, let me just say this to you. I am completely unashamed that all I rely on is word and prayer. You can rely on anything else. You can rely on your wisdom. You can rely on your your talent. But I tell you boldly, unashamed, it can be taken as a point of mockery if needed. But it moves me not. I am completely unashamed that what makes me is word and prayer. And that's the reason why we won't rush moments like this. And I want you to understand that this is who, this is what we're made up of. Tomorrow we're going to become nation leaders. Tomorrow we're going to lead thousands. Tomorrow we're going to have um, endless resources and wealth. And I'm saying these things not hopeful, but by the basis of scripture. And by the basis of revelation that came out of scripture. We're going to have all of these things, but these things won't define me. It is word and prayer. The making up of the COD family. The making up of the nation family. So in case people are tired of this, I just want to let you know that me, I can keep going because I'm unashamed. This is what makes me. But again, let's read um, James chapter 2. I don't want to take too much time with this, but let's get to James chapter 2. I want to give you a point from here. Go on. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? We've spoken about this before. The faith that God wants us to have is a faith that can save. So the faith we have is not our talk. And I use that word intentionally this afternoon. The faith we have is not our talk. The faith we have is actually what we are building. Your faith must be accompanied with deeds, with actions, with some form of practical things. So I don't just say I have faith. I show it. I exhibit it. And in case you think that this is Pastor Obi using his own words, we're going to see what James says. I think James was very important in the apostolic setup. But he's not our focus today. But look at what he says when he accounts of Abraham. But keep reading. Go on. Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. Yeah. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs. Mm. What good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, 
You have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. So this is James saying that, you see, most people function in the realm of talking faith. You know, the Bible says that if someone is in need of physical things and you say to them, go on your way and, and be well and all of the, all will be well with you and all of these things. That's not Christ. That's religion. In fact, that's somebody that does not know the power of God that works in them. So actually, we can use material things to show our faith. In case you don't understand giving, giving is a way of using material things to show your faith. James actually calls up a challenge and he says, show me your faith without deeds and I will show you mine by my deeds. What God wants us to do in 21 is that the faith that we have received from all the words that we have been hearing throughout the nation, throughout the year from the nation, what we've been hearing in COD, what we've been hearing in our accountability groups is ultimately to bring faith you know there was a time that christ would say that when the son of man comes would he find faith so i said to somebody the other day that the blameless church the spotless church is not a church that does not have mistakes it's a church that actually has full faith are you listening to me he says that when the son of man returns what is he looking for faith He's looking for people that has faith. Have you seen the complaints of the Son of Man while he was on the earth with his apostles? All the time he said, oh you of little faith. That was his issue. That was his problem. What is his problem with the church nowadays? They do not have faith. That God's power lies latent like Pastor Toby would say to us. But God wants us to make it kinetic. But that's going to be attributed or that's going to be connected by the spirit of faith. So I want you to hear everything I say to you carefully. Because 21 should not be a year that we don't do exploits beyond our strength. I say beyond our strength because what we're going to end up doing today is getting to a place whereby we say, God, we cannot do it anymore. I love the song, I will make room, to, room for you, but it's kind of wrong because it's not room for two people. What we're saying to God is only for you. I presented my body. I cannot live here anymore. It's you that lives here. So I want you to understand, and let me tell you something. You know, when I speak like this, it's because I know what God has said to me. Now, it's going to be for you to receive it, the spirit of faith. So James says, I will show you my faith by my deeds. So, you know, when we go to the nations, us just setting up ourselves, because I want you to know that's what we're going to do. When we go into the nations, it's not holiday. It's an expression of our faith. Go into a city where there's already a language barrier. But we enter there believing that the spirit of God that works in us can do something here. That's the, exhibit, that's the actual expression of faith. No longer would we be talking. In fact, I don't even want us speaking about what we used to do. Because that's how someone that was of power yesterday becomes a talker today. It's going to be our giving. I've already started asking God, what's my giving for the first four months of the year? I'm not going to talk about it. It's my actual expression of it that will show my faith. And I see these things intentional because God always accredits Abraham. I told you that we're in a season. I think the words that we have been hearing is introducing us into friendship. Face to face. 
more important conversations. We're moving on from elementary principles of Christ. And Christ will begin to show us a world that his word has created, that has been hidden from the beginning, but it's going to take faith like Abraham's. Carry on reading. So he says, I'll show you my faith by my deeds. Then what? You believe that there is one God. You believe. So now he draws a comparison between man and demons. He says, you believe that there's one God. What does it say? Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. Your faith simply in that does not make you different. Did you hear what I said? The talk, your belief does not make you different from demons because they also believe not that there's two gods. You know, sometimes the way Hollywood has put across demons is as if they see Satan as a god, right? But the scripture actually says even demons know that there's only one. But what separates, what should separate us from demons is actually our deeds. Go and read. You foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous? Now, this is the first point tonight. This is, again, not the main word I want us to speak, but this is the first point. Verse 21, I want you to underline or highlight wherever it is for you. But the Bible says, was not our father read for me go on abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son isaac on the altar did you see that he was not considered righteous because he said he believes but that he showed his belief the bible says was not our father abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son isaac on the altar but i want you uh, i'm gonna go quickly i share this with two of your brothers and I want to say this quickly to COD because there's a form we must take next year in fact not just next year I want everyone in this place everyone from Sharon to Tomiwa to Nia every single person and please you know church or speaking the word is not performance so I will not care if people like it or not it's life the words I speak to you, and I'll get there at some point today, the words I speak to you are spirit and life. But what I want to say to you is that, so when God speaks, what he's actually doing is imparting. When there's speaking going on, God is imparting. But again, so that I don't go ahead of myself, what I want you to take from this was that the Bible actually says that Abraham was considered righteous when what he did was sacrifice Isaac right so the point I want you to think of was that he was not considered righteous when he left his house okay now go to Genesis 12 you go to Genesis 12 this is our first point today I want you to think about what I'm saying to you so that you can implement it into your life you see what we leave this room as today by the time we're done with prayers by the time, do you remember that I said to you that what God does not want to be is a feeling God? He's not looking for a church that worships a feeling God. Our principle of worship, our principle of prayer, our principle of word and everything we do is simply the word. It's not, I felt goosebumps while I was worshiping. That makes me feel that the spirit of God is here. That means you don't actually have faith. What happens is that as you pray, words start to come and rise in your heart. 
that's the confirmation that God is there. Do you remember the, the analogy of Elijah? He thought that there will be the rocks and God was not in it. The earthquake, the fire, the wind. But he was in a gentle whisper. So what we do is that when we pray, we become more sensitive to his word. And it's when his word says where two or three are gathered. This is not memory. This is what rises in the place of prayer. Your spirit tells you where two or three are gathered. At that moment, I believe he's here. Genesis 12, what does it say? Go on. The Lord had said to Abraham. So this is the introduction of the journey with Abraham. You've got time with me today, right? This is the journey that begins with Abraham, in fact. Let me use the words, the names right. Pastor Enrique, you mentioned one time you preach. What does Abraham mean so that everyone can hear it? Go on. Exalted father. That's what Abraham means, right? But Abraham means the father of many nations. Keep that in mind. So the journey with Abraham, the exalted father, starts in Genesis chapter 12. And look at what the Bible says to us. Go on. The Lord had said to Abraham, yeah. go from your country, your people and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. He says to him, I will make you into a great nation what does he say following go on and i will bless you and i will bless you what else does he say i will make your name great i will make your name great what does he say and you will be a blessing and you will be did you notice that all god gave abram in order to leave his father's house i feel the power of god that in order to leave his father's house all he gave him was promises god did not bless him in order for him to leave the house Christ, God actually said to him that as you depart, what I will do, not that I have done, what I will do is make you, make you a great nation. I will make your name great. I will do this. I will do that. God had not yet done anything. And I would have thought that at that moment when Abraham chose to heed those promises, because we must not forget that it is the divine promises, is our part, uh, participation to the divine promises that actually makes us walk in the divine nature. It, what makes us walk in the, in the divine nature is that we believe these promises. So what God gave Abraham was nothing more than promises. And I would have thought at this moment, and I think all of us can reason together, that this would have been the point for me that I would have thought that God would have considered Abraham righteous through faith because he had no physical substance. He didn't have gold that just showed up in his hands when God visited him. And he said, okay, because I am blessed, I will now walk with you. No, he walked with God before he was blessed. So I would have thought that this was faith. But James who can consider because what I want you to know about the New Testament church is that their duty was to explain I said this to you before make plain the word this is what they were meant to do Stephen will begin to explain Christ from the days of Abraham to Moses to all of these people he will explain Christ he will speak the mysteries that were hidden from before time that's the duty of the New Testament church the New Covenant church explain the mysteries that explains Christ so I'm looking at James and James who has the full picture said that Abraham was considered righteous when he gave his son again i would have thought that he gave him leaving the house would have been 
an expression of faith. Are you here with me? I would have thought that that was an expression of faith. But carry on reading. What, what does it say? I will bless those who bless you. I will bless those that bless you. It still promises. Go on. And whoever curses you, I will curse. Yeah. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Yeah. So Abram went as the Lord had told him and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out for Haran. Abram was 75 years old when he set out. Now what I want you to see here is that God gave him a bunch of promises, but yet Abraham was not counted righteous. We go to chapter 13. We see that Abraham and Lot separated. If you have the NIV, we'll give you these subtitles. I'm running through this because I want you to get something from this. Chapter 14, we see that Abraham rescues Lot, right? So we hear that he has the 318. He goes and fights. He can fight against five nations. He could do all of these things. But according to James' gospel, he was not yet accredited as righteous through faith. Please, I want you to, uh, I'm repeating this because I need you to get this. Abraham, Abraham was not counted righteous. The Bible, James actually specifies to us when he was counted righteous. But we carry on reading chapter 15. What does it say? Go on. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. Mm. Do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield, your very great reward. Yeah. But Abraham said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless and the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus? Mm. And Abraham said, You have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Yeah. Then the word of the Lord came to him. This man will not be your heir. But a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look up at the sky and count the stars. If indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. Interesting now. What does the Bible say? Go on. Abraham believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. So our thing now what we have to discover is that does scripture contradict itself? Because the Bible says that he was credited as righteous the moment he gave his son Isaac. But the Bible says that the Lord, that Abraham believed the Lord and he was credited as righteous at this moment when he believed. I want you to keep that in thought. What then happened in chapter 16? Hagar and Ishmael. Abraham got to a place where flesh was still fighting with him. I want you to listen to me. And what he didn't understand, he believed God and tried to act out on his belief by the flesh i want you to remember something that pastor toby said to us yesterday that even though the flesh tries to do the things of the spirit it will bless others but that individual will not be blessed so what we see here is abram functioning by the flesh according to the promise i want to tell you one thing most of the times our journey in God is we first don't believe then we're daring to believe and when we believe we then try to use the power of our flesh to bring forth what God has said what God says to us is that we have done that but there still yet remains the power of the spirit the day of the spirit where it will not be your body that produces for me a son it will be the power of the spirit it will be the word 
it will be the acceptance of that word it will be the full realization that in that word consists the power to do it the word does not call your flesh to act the word in itself is supplied with spirit are you listening to me in order to bring it forth so we go to chapter 16 then we go to chapter 17 and what does 17 say to us go on Yeah. Be blameless. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. He told him what he wanted to. He, he, he was saying that in walking full of faith, you'll be blameless. That's what he was saying. But carry on reading, go on. Then I will make my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. Yeah, he's still saying, I will. I'm still, uh, uh, if I was Abraham, I'll be thinking all these promises. I set out from my house because I believed you at the age of 75. I'm now 99 years of age, 24 years later, right? And I'm still hearing I will. Someone could be thinking that all they ever hear from God is I will, promises. But I want you to know that actually the movement in the spirit is the promises of God. Are you listening to me? But look at what he then says. Go on. Verse 2. Then I will make my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. It's still I will. It's not now, but go on. Abraham fell face down and God said to him. I've said this to you before. The moment that Abraham fell face down, he gave up. It was him saying that I can't do this. You know, sometimes promises are given to us so that the flesh can die. Uh, I need you to keep that in thought for where we're going today. Sometimes promises are given, you know. Sometimes you believe that there's something you've done. And let me tell you something. We do give to receive word. Did you hear what I said? You know, sometimes people, no, you give. And what happens is that it moves God to speak a thing into your life. But what I want you to take from this here is that when we look at Abraham, he got to a place where he gave up. So the delays of God through his promises is so that the flesh can die. And I said to you before that what God was waiting for in the life of Abraham was for his body to become dead. Because according to what we were taught from scripture, what Pastor Toby taught us is that God does not function from life to death. He's frank, he functions from death to life. That's what the prayer of Christ was in the Garden of Gethsemane. That I will start from death to life. That you will not consider my flesh. That no man will know another person or a thing according to the flesh. But they will know according to the spirit. Meaning every single thing I said to you last week or the week before. That everything that we have done up to now. God said to me in prayer that we should name it our effort. The effort of man. And what God wants to introduce in the year 21 is spirit. He wants to introduce in the trade and family spirit, meaning that there's no form that you can give to it, only that it has actually a form. Do you understand? Well, God wants to give to the landmark lands, to mainstay group, to all the groups, everything that is spirit. That's what he wants to invite us into. And that's why he speaks to us the way he does. So what we see with Abraham was that God never stopped giving him promises. And I was thinking that these promises were just leading him to death. Up until then, God says what? Go on, read for me. As for me, this is my covenant with you. This is my covenant with you, yeah? You will be the father of many nations. You will be the father of many nations. Go on. No longer will you be called Abraham. 
No longer would you be called the exalted father. You know, okay, Dory, let me not go there. Go on. Your name will be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. Your name will now be Abraham. So the first work that God actually did in Abraham, the actual first work he did was changing him from Abraham to Abraham. Since chapter 12, everything that God did with Abraham were promises. He says, I will do it. So the first, so what I want you to know is that things start to happen to you when you believe that God has changed your name. That's when things start. Things don't start happening to you in order to change your name. So someone will wait to have billions before they call themselves billion, a billionaire. But the way things work with God is that you walk, not in your own zeal, but the word given to you by revelation. You walk in it. I want, I, the reason why I say you walk in it, you know, when the Bible says walk with me or walk before me, what God is actually saying is maneuver like me. Walk as I do. Don't walk in the way of the heathen. Don't walk in the way of people. Walk like me, maneuver like me. And this is why he reveals his word. But what I want you to take from Abraham is that God does not give names as an identification of a thing. What I mean by this is he doesn't just say, oh, this is a fan. Your name is actually the lifestyle, the expression, the character of what that will be. So Jacob was a supplanter. And that's the reason why Jacob will be given to him. So every time, actually, when Jacob was called Jacob, he was being said, you are a supplanter. Are you hearing me? What does your name mean? God, uh, what? God adds to my wealth. So every time we call the name Basola, what we're actually saying is God adds to your wealth. Everything you do is the confession of that. So when God said that your name is no longer the exalted father, but your name is Abraham, what he was saying is that Abraham from this day forward, your lifestyle is to be the father of many nations. Did you hear what I just said to you? This is where you're going to have the issue because this is the moment. The reason why I started with this is because no other word will work. If you don't accept this because every time scripture is told to us to make reference back to abraham abraham being the father of faith no you didn't hear what i said every time god says look to the rock look to your father abraham J um, james told us now was it not our father so the genesis of how we move is to be made known in the reference of Abraham. So what happened with Abraham? Before Abraham can receive the power of the Spirit, who for him was Isaac, before he can receive that, his lifestyle must change. Abraham, you are the father of many nations. So from that moment, what God said to him is that when people see you, this is what they must call you by when they see your lifestyle so for me i am a giver but i'm a global giver i give to everything i lend to nations so my giving today must show that because faith without deeds is still dead the bible in james actually says that it's like a body without a spirit it's still dead what we must do is accompany or prove our faith with deeds with actions so when we look at abraham what god said to him was that at that moment abraham Every time someone sees you, they see not the exalted father, they see a father of many nations. Now, 
This now takes us to why it was actually said that it was accredited to Abraham as righteousness when he gave his son Isaac. Because this is not my emphasis today, I want you to take note that what God, the first work, so if you're writing this in your notes, what I'm saying to you or what the Spirit is saying to us is that there were many promises, but the activation of the promises happened when God did the first work in Abraham or in Abram, which is giving him a character, giving him a lifestyle. And we know this name thing that when Adam was calling the names of the lion and the bear and all of these things, he wasn't giving them a name. He was telling them how to act. That's why Adam was actually meant to be a life-giving spirit because whatever he says is now how you behave like. So I told you that I am not a leader based on my own capacity. I'm a leader because it has been spoken to me. How would I know to do the next stage of my life? It's been spoken. When you heard the word, there was a conviction. There was a gentle whisper that said, this is you. At that moment, you begin to function as it. If you don't function as it, as that, then what happens is that all the promises will just be there. So the problem is our parents did receive promises, but they never became Abraham. You know, as you look at the life of Jacob, Jacob struggled, his flesh struggled and he even fought God. But when his name changed, then the story of Jacob changed. Israel, Jacob, became a man that was of what God was calling him to be. Before that, he was only a supplanter. So again, what I want you to write down is that until you become the name that God has given you, no promise can come over your life. That's the first work in every man. We don't know the story of Jeremiah before Jeremiah. All we know is that he was a priest, but there was no details to his life until God said, you are called prophet. When you become a prophet, then the move of God. So God responds to, I would say name, but what God responds to is a lifestyle. God responds to a lifestyle because that's your faith. So what I want you to note with Abraham was, why did James then say that Abraham was accredited righteousness by faith when he gave, what he did when he gave his son? Genesis chapter 17, have we finished there? I will make your name great. No, no longer will you be called Abraham. Your name will be called Abraham. For I've made you a father of many nations. I will make you fruitful. I will make nations of you and kings will come from you. Now, chapter 20, no, chapter 18, what happens? The three visitors come. Um, through that, we see Abraham pleads for Sodom. And I think I spoke to you the other day. Sodom and Gomorrah destroyed in chapter 19. 20, Abraham and Abimelech. Then 21, and I said this to people, and I, I believe this might sound funny, and I'm not doing a numbers thing, but when I read this, I then knew that this is what 21 is. 21 is the birth of the spirit the title of chapter 21 of genesis is the birth of isaac the one who comes in the power of the spirit meaning every word that god has spoken over the cod family over the whole family of the nation family that god has spoken over us comes to comes to action but you understand what i mean why i said that you have to be abraham not abram you have to function as what God has said in the year 21. Isaac is born. The one that cannot come by flesh, 
all you have done with your finances has been what your flesh can do but what spirit what the word has said over you is coming to life in the year 21 are you hearing me but what then happens is that 22 must be now the proof of your faith so 21 is when 22 is when abraham is tested do you know what god was testing him of read james 2 again verse 21 Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac? On so the don't altar? forget that. Abraham, our father, was considered righteous. Why? Because of what he did. It wasn't what he just believed. It, it, you know, the reason why the scripture said in verse 50, chapter 15 or wherever he said it, that he believed the Lord and it was accredited to righteousness was going to be proved in 22 in chapter 22 what was the proof what was the test abraham does isaac define you as a father or does the word does why was he accredited as righteous isaac came and god wanted to check is it the fact that you have isaac that makes you function as the father of many nations or is it the word the moment abraham can say i'm going to kill isaac who makes me a father? He actually says to God that I believe your word more than Isaac. So I said to you, let me repeat to you. I am unashamed about the word and prayer. Because what makes me is the word. Not the G-Wagon outside. Not the amount of people. It's the word. And what God says to us today, and we're going to enter a moment of worship before we come back into it. What God says to us today is now from this day as when the word comes, when we hear the word and hear the word, what happens is that the spirit of faith comes. This spirit of faith enables you to act out as God. The God form of Abraham was Abraham. I've said this to you before. The God form. So what God has said over your life, Elohim or Basola or Pastor Enrique or Pastor Sharon, that's what God says when you start moving in that by faith then all the promises over your life will come to pass but the year 21 has been predestined so i started off saying guys that what 21 will be has already been written how do we enter believe in what god has said what i'm saying to you so that when we worship him that we pray you don't look at the person around you you don't think oh, i'm not comfortable your your mind is stuck in prayer i'm not going to move anyone more than what the word moves them but what i want to say to you with this is this simply whatever god has written 21 to be it will be so we have to enter our core do you understand that we have to because that's the year that isaac is born that's the time that Isaac is born. The promise of the Spirit, the power of the Spirit will be made known and everyone will see that all your fasting, all your prayers, all these things that people will mock you, you know, our fasting, our prayers, our going to church was us telling the world to call us Abraham. And they looked at us and they were saying, oh, no, no, this looks funny. But 21 is the year that now we will know that God is able to bring life out of a dead situation. But we must be Abraham. Do you understand these things? I want us to raise our voice and pray. I'm going to give you a moment to pray. I'm going to give a moment for the choir to lead us in worship. And then we'll come back into the word again. Now this is up to you. Hold on, hold on. I want you to know that you see prayer works. 
when you believe that it can work. Prayer is not, and I think it was Pastor Bio that said it, and I'll, I'll repeat what he said. The reason why he can keep praying is because he actually sees prayer works. And that's not zeal. He has scripture that says whatever you believe, when you pray and you believe, it will be done for you. You know, scripture even gives us more assurance that whatever we ask in his name, it will be done for us. Now, we are not asking for things outside of God's word. So when we come here to pray, this is not uh, because we have nothing better to do. We are actually speaking to the one who created everything. I'm speaking like this because I want your faith to be high. I want you to believe that he, the word, the prayer says that whoever comes to him must believe he exists. So your countenance of prayer, your vehement cries. The reason why some people can't enter the secret place of other people who pray because in there you'll think the person is mad because they are actually speaking to somebody last night i'm praying and as i'm praying names of people in cod is coming to me and i'm praying and i'm groaning and at that moment i'm telling you that if someone else is in there you look like you're a mad person let me tell you something that and let me say this the prayer of someone that is earnest can cause a carnal man to remain carnal do you know what i mean by that the way someone prays if someone's not in the spirit when they see it they will laugh they won't understand that this is someone's earnest prayer. Again, you look at Christ. Christ, a man, a leader, a, a revivalist. But you see him cry and the Bible says every day he cried with vehement cries. He, he cried to the point that blood was coming out as sweat. I, I want, and I told you that that's actually a condition. That was not parables or that's actually a condition of a level of stress and what I mean he was not stressed in life he was it shows the exertion of his whole body in that prayer so when we pray I want you to understand that I believe that 21 is going to be a year that just drastically changes everything for this reason God laid on my heart to be praying and I've been praying interceding for leaders I've been praying for those that God is raising up and I, I'm not saying this so that you can pray but I'm saying this so you can pray that you don't take advantage of this moment. You know in a few hours will be done. But God has given this vacuum of time for us to rise. So there's nobody here that's beyond what God wants to do. There's no one that God is forgetting or pushing to the side. But you have to pray your way into the fulfillment of what is. So the first thing that God says to us is that leaving this place, we don't see ourselves as broke or struggling or cannot speak. We are everything that God says we should be. If God said on your day of ordination that you'll be a shepherd, that's who you are now. It, no flaw, no mistake, no shortage of resources can define you this moment. And if we successfully walk in this light, guys, then every promise begins to come. 21 will be our year without doubt. So raise your voices, begin to pray. I'll give you a moment. When you worship, you're speaking words to your soul to agree with your spirit.
Shildi, exalt his name. Exalt his word.
your confessing word. I want you to keep repeating this until your spirit, until your soul agrees. Yes, Lord. Because you're with us, Lord. Because you're with me. In my trading, you're with me. Because when we speak, you're with us, Lord. Rikabato Sopriantaya. Declare it personally to your life. than singing I keep repeating this you're speaking word to your soul you're speaking word to your soul to your mind yes Lord when we go into the nations because you're with us you're my hiding place, Lord. Speak the 
word to your spirit. Speak the word to your soul, your mind. Until you agree totally with the word. You're his friend, yes, Lord. Rabando Soprianta, Ekede de Deve Polianta, Rekese de Veco Sobrianta, Rekede de Deve Cosa, COD, God's friend, COD, God's friend, Pulse, God's friend, Connect, God's friend, Lalian Sorianta, Power Base, God's friend, Elite, God's friend. The nation family, God's friend. My hiding place. Yes, Lord. Oh, Lord. Lord, you are. Holy Ante, Elianta. My friend and king. Anointed one. Banzorianta, Ededeve Koso, Kabayanta, Edevele Consoriante, Rekense, Ebian Sopriata, Raketo, Shaliasa, Adedeve Koso, Rakanzeke Leve Kosorianta, Rekente, Kabaliansirianta, Ede Kaso, Reante, Lebanzeve Kosoriante de Leka, Labanzo, Kadianta, Manteleasa, Ekaliante Leve Koso, Rebanze, Edian. Ediase, 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 Malianto Kabahanta, Radonso, Ikeleante de Becosa, Rakende, Laliansa, Atiriasa, Yekeleban Sobriata, Rikazutirianta, have power imparted, Malianta, Rekense de Bansorianta, yes, Lord.
of his spirit an importation of his spirit he had done so la dianta he had even called so diante reka zuri asa
Psalm 19, let's get into the word. I've got a quick message for you, quick one. And then we go back into prayer. Then eventually we enter the realm of groaning. I don't want us to rush it today. But I will not do more than what the Spirit has led me to do. Psalm 19, read from verse 1 for me first. The heavens declare the glory of God. The heavens declare the glory of God, yeah. The skies proclaim the work of His hands. Yeah. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. Mm. They have no speech. They use no words. Mm. No sound is heard from them. Yet, their voice goes out into all the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens, God has pitched a tent for the sun. Stop there. So, obviously, the heavens don't talk. The heavens, the earth don't have a mouth to, to talk, but they speak. They're, they're, there's words that they can relate to people. When we say speaking, what we are saying is the conveying of a message. Being able to speak. I'm, uh, I, what I want to share with you is not revelation, it's an impartation more so. What God wants us to be are people who can speak. Are you listening to me? Not talk, but speak. So you will hear me overly emphasize the word speak because that's what, when I was caught up in the place of prayer, that's what God has been playing on my heart for the last couple of days. What God wants to do is create people, raise people, bring people to the awareness whereby they speak the word of God. So I want us to look at what scripture does. First of all, go to Ezekiel chapter 2 verse 2 or read from verse 1 actually. What the Spirit of God does to us when you're there, read. He said to me, Son of man, stand up on your feet and I will speak to you. Stand up on your feet and I will speak to you. But then what happens? As he spoke, the Spirit came into me. As the word came forth, as he spoke, as the word said. As he spoke, the spirit entered. What I want you to understand is that from this day forward, when, when the word comes, when they're speaking of the word, what the spirit will do is enter you so that you can begin to respond. God said, stand. That was the response that God was looking for in order for conversation to continue. And I use conversation to continue because where I'm taking you is John 3.34 when it says that for the one whom God has sent speaks not the word of God, but the words of God. Not the word. Are you listening to what I'm saying? In the beginning was the word, not words. But what God is going to give a man that has the spirit and the ability to speak is access to words. Words is what created, you know, when we, when we see the earth, what the earth really is, is God's word. When you look at what God wants to do with our businesses is that it's been on the level of talk, talk has no impact in the life of another person but what speaking does what god wants to do is create the finance please guys please guys who's asking for wi-fi now you're interrupting the whole periscope what god wants to do with each and every one of us is translate what we have been doing so what our businesses has been up to now has been talks we have sat down in many meetings 
we have tried to have the effect you know have you seen the frustration you've had sometimes when god has convicted you of a thing but you're trying for someone to respond in the same conviction you have what god is saying is that the only way that that conviction can be related to another person is if you speak what you've been doing up to now is talking and what talking cannot do is penetrate the heart of another individual so what god wants to do is speak and when you speak what will happen is a transfer of spirit the spirit that will enable you to respond so in this time what god says to us is that he's putting and again i've been praying for you what god is going to put in cld is the ability to receive the word but then to speak it but what our businesses will now become our words again i'll get into that it become words but read verse two again what happened as he spoke the spirit came into me and raised me to my feet as he spoke the spirit came into me so never will it be again that pastor toby speaks about a wealthy generation and that word does not enter you've been struggling to respond but all that you've been doing up to now is lying on your face but what god says is that now the spirit enters the cod family and all the families the spirit of god in the word the power of that word enters you and you begin to respond so when pt says that it's the propensity what you will not be doing no more is consciously responding you will just naturally respond consciously conscious response is still the flesh but the natural response you don't know why you gave that way you're going to get into a place in the year 21 that you begin to give spiritual seeds what i mean by that is seeds that has a message in it you will give it and won't know why you gave 21 but it will be after that the word will come and say that this was actually part of my plan words are you listening to what i'm saying god is going to begin to give you words he's going to create the media team to become a word he's going to create the choir to become a word these are words so when we say words of god what we're saying is that dimensions of god god is going to make you become people that give birth to dimensions so out of this place where god speak the word people will go out and produce words children of the word are you hearing what i'm saying produce of the word your your house will be an it will be a result of the words you hear this is what god says that for the one who he sent so let's actually jump to that scripture john 3 let's read from verse 30 where john and i, I love this scripture because we thought that this was christ or sometimes when we've heard the scripture and we don't read the scripture we forget that this was not christ actually talking this was john testifying about christ so when Christ came, what did he say? I must decrease and he must increase. First, verse 30, read for me, God. He must become greater. I must become less. He must become greater. So when we were singing Yahweh and when we we're singing other songs, what we're actually saying is, and this is the reason why I keep speaking when we're worshiping, so that you don't get caught up with songs. Songs knows how to move your flesh, but does not move your spirit into bringing things to happen. So we can end here three hours crying but what we wouldn't have known is that that was just the tickling of the flesh but what god wants to actually do is make us aware of the words because spirit is hidden in words he wants you to understand the confession you're having so when we say things when we confess words what god wants us to do is be conscious of what we're saying and when we become conscious when we become deliberate we become we actually access the power of that word what we are doing when we worship when we pray is bringing our soul, our mind, into the agreement of our spirit. Remember that God cannot work with an individual until he's one with himself. 
until you become holy the oneness so there's a thing the problem and we can all testify and we can all admit this before God that we have a spiritual side that recognize God we preach we give we do all those things but then soul still remains so as we're trying to balance the spirit there's still the soul confessing other things there's still the mind that wonders but what God wants to do is that in the time of prayer you are actually telling your soul this is the truth you're actually telling your mind this is the truth this is how we move he must increase he must be exalted I must go down go on the one who comes from above is above all so the one who comes from above and you remember when I spoke to you about above thoughts only what the person that functions on what is above what comes from above is his word when we speak like this what God does to us is that he begins to give us what is from above now if we believe in the word that comes from above we are from above we function from above do you understand what I'm saying we 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 hear what God says about our finances we hear what God says about our relationship we say we hear what God says about this move this work and what then happens is that we begin to function as men and women who are set from above but what does the bible say about those who come from above go on the one who is from the earth belongs to the earth yeah and speaks as one from the earth go back a verse where it speaks about the one from above go on he must become greater i must become less yeah the one who comes from above is above all that's what i want to get to so the one who functions from the words of above the one who functions from above is actually above all there's nothing that's above you there's no circumstance that can bring you down you are set above all things this is why god gives us his word but carry on reading go on the one who is from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks as one from the earth yeah the one who comes from heaven is above all he testifies to what he has seen and heard he testifies to what he has seen and what he has heard okay quickly go uh, uh, digress a bit let's go to when the bible says fix your eyes on the things unseen go on i think that's second corinthians 4 i think is the right second corinthians 4 verse 17 i believe um, verse 18 read from verse 17 for our light and momentary momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs everything the that we're going through i think pt gave us this scripture the other day every single thing you're going through is actually pushing you towards the day of glory now what does the bible say go on so we fix our eyes on not on what is seen but so on what we do is that we do not fix our eyes on what is seen what we say when the bible says what is seen what that means is what is accessible to all you know the the troubles that we see in this world is accessible to all anyone that's earthly can have access to it what the bible says we should fix our eyes on the unseen is the things only accessible to us do you know what is not seen the revelation of this word everyone has access to the bible not everyone has access to the word so when we speak the word if you're in tune what god starts to do is show you visions you start to see things your spirit starts to witness things pictures and words work together if i say dog all of a sudden in your mind the picture of a dog comes if i therefore speak the word if i speak wealth the picture of wealth comes to you so we fix our eyes on what the word the pictures that the word paints for us 
that's the thing that is unseen the world cannot see that so when the bible says the one who comes from above testifies of the things that are above what is above is unseen do you understand what i'm saying but those are the things so when you hear pastor obi or any of your leaders or everyone here what we actually testify or walk in the likeness of is the things that we are conv convicted that god has spoken to us the world does not need to agree on that and stop trying to have the world agree on those things do your work and who god has called remember scriptures like none can come to me unless the father draws me right no one so there's nobody as much as you're stressing there's nobody that can come and that's not to neglect um soul winning i want you to understand that there's still a lot more people out there in the world london is not the whole world in fact, as much as it may look, it may look like no, everyone has something to say. But you see, if we are earthly people, we will only stay amongst the earthly. We will only see those who says negative things. But there's actually more people, people that are ready to receive. I'm not speaking hopefully. I'm telling you people that has been messaging me saying they've been tuned in for seven months. I'm talking about people from different countries. There's things I don't say to everybody so that we're not motivated by things outside of the world. It must be the word that motivates us, not that all of a sudden we're having people listening. Because you see, the voice of a prophet speaks in the wilderness. He cries out even when people are not hearing. Whoever the Father is drawn to you will come. Situations will begin to pull you towards them. But let's go back to John 3. Go on. Did we finish that scripture, by the way? No, no, let's finish it first, then we'll go back to John 3. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, yeah. but on what is unseen. Yeah. Since what is seen is temporary. So everything that you see, all the situations, all the hindrances, I was speaking to two of your brothers and I said to them, listen, I don't care what is seen that tries to slow you down. Don't let it slow you down. Because what moves the son of man, what moves the son of God, the sons of God, is the crown that they see that others don't see. For we fight, we, we, we engage, you know, the Bible says we go undergo strict training for a crown that's not perishable. So there's something I see in my spirit that keeps driving me. Meaning that Grime Daily can receive me or not today, it does not stop what God has said to me. If they if they don't accept you know that what god has done has put them under your feet simple i don't care how it looks like today god raises men in an instance and we have seen this consistent with scripture and my heart and spirit agrees with it now what you must do is allow your heart and spirit to agree let me tell you what god said to me you know god mentioned to me because i think he knew that my mind was going like this for a moment but when listen you know when i say my mind goes like this I've learned scripture to know what is of the devil and what's not of God. So it, things can come, but I'll be like, nope, not listening to that, not paying attention. And I don't use determination. We PTS taught us this through this year as well, that you use the word to attack temptation. It's not like, oh, I will not do it. Temptation is not even the temptation of sin as in fornication. Temptation of sin is to have unbelief. Unbelief is the sin of the world so situations come and you be given and you be thinking oh well, why haven't things happened for me no what the spirit of god then does he right he he raises a standard against what the enemy brings and he gives you word to combat it now what i want to actually say to you from this is this you see now with this scripture 
when the Bible says that, read the last part again. Since what is seen is temporary, yeah. but what is unseen is eternal. Yeah. So when he says that these things are temporary, what we must not do is have anything. You know what people do? People actually pull away or give up on the thing that God has set in their heart because they believe what they see with their physical eyes more than what they see with their heart. What I was saying that what God showed me, yeah, God said to me, from where you are sitting, I was looking at something, yeah. I won't say what I was looking at. I was looking at a person, successful. And God looked at me, God, I was looking at it and I was thinking, this person was meant to do something for us. And God ministered to me, he was like, look, from your post, everyone that has substance will come. The moment you leave your post, they won't find you. So you see what happens is that your post as someone that is trying to get into the music world is serving in the house. The moment you leave that place, now when I say leave, I'm not talking about you leaving bodily. Some people out of shame and because they don't have friends, they will never leave. This is where they feel their acceptance. I was speaking to a, a leader, not, not here, a leader from somewhere else. And he said to me that the first time he came, he didn't come for the word. He was an atheist. But what he liked was the feel of family. For that reason, some people will never leave. Do you understand? Some people don't have anything to go. But what I'm speaking about is your heart departing from the role that God has given you to do. Because it's in that post, it's from that post that everyone, Solomon did not go to meet the Queen of Sheba. The Queen of Sheba came to meet him. Christ was someone that people fought. They even broke roofs to meet him. And so wherever your post is, if your post is speaking to the women, if your post is speaking the Bible reading, acknowledge it. God says that it will be there that people will come and meet you. It may not make sense, but I look at people celebrating an individual that came to sit in the presence of the word. And what God tells you is that don't think about those things. Do what your post requires you to do. But carry on reading. Back to John 3. Go on verse 31 yeah the one who comes from above is above all yeah the one who is from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks as one from the earth the one who comes from heaven is above all mm. he testifies to what he has seen and heard but no one accepts his testimony whoever has accepted it has certified that God is truthful whoever accepts what God has said or whom God has sent, actually says that God is true. Now look at what the next verse says. Go on. For the one whom God has sent. For the one whom God has sent. What translation are you reading in? NIV. Go on. Speaks the words of God for God. Gives the spirit without limit. No, read it properly. You didn't read it properly. Go on. For the one whom God has sent. For the one whom God has sent. Yeah. Speaks the words of God. Does not talk, but speaks. He speaks the words of God, yeah? For God gives the spirit without limit. You're not reading it properly. You're not For reading it properly. I need you to read it in the anointing of what it says. Go on. For God gives the spirit without limit. For God gives. So the Bible says, for whom God has sent, speaks. How would you know who God has sent? They speak. I, you know, I, so I'm going to have to take you back to Moses for you to understand this. Moses 
had an issue with talking. You remember I told you that his struggle was communicating with the people. When the Bible says that his mouth was heavy, his tongue was heavy, what he was actually saying is that he struggled to talk. He struggled to communicate himself to others. So the Bible says the one who God sends speaks. So issue with Moses was not, how can I say this now? Moses was saying that it's more than what my mouth says. It's what I'm communicating with you. For you to understand this, to a deaf person, what does words mean? If words is what you say with your mouth, a person who is deaf, what does that, what good is it for them? But did not the words of God heal the deaf? So what I'm saying is more than what you say with your mouth. I'm saying that when someone looks at Kida, what does Kida communicate to me? When someone looks at a regime, it has nothing to do with how well you speak with your mouth. It's when we say, how well you talk with your mouth. I'm going to have to use talk and speak so you understand me. It has nothing to do with how well you talk with your mouth. It's what you speak to me. God is looking for people. The one who's sent is someone that is able to speak the words of God. But carry on reading. Go on. For God gives the spirit without limit. Yeah. The father loves the son and has placed everything in his hands. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on them. Yeah, go on. Read from verse 31 again. The one who comes from above is above all. The one who is from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks as one from the earth. The one who comes from heaven is above all he testifies to what he has seen and heard but no one accepts his testimony mm. whoever has accepted it has certified that god is truthful yeah for the one whom god has sent speaks the words of god for god gives the spirit without limit the father loves the son and has placed everything in his hands so let me wrap this up listen to this so the other day i was reading this scripture and I kept reading it. You're going to read it in the Amplified Classic. I kept reading it until I was moved to pray that the love of God is settled over COD. Let me explain what that means. You know, when we speak about friendship, what we're actually saying is that God's love is made known over this person's life. Whatever they now do speaks. So when the Bible says that men who speak, how do you identify the one who sent? When the Bible says, for he whom God has sent. What the Bible is saying, anyone that is set on God's assignment speaks. What comes out of them radiates. What God is trying to communicate and what they communicate to a generation is dimensions of God. So you know what's funny? I'll be daring to say this, that many people sit on a pulpit or stand on a pulpit, whatever, open the Bible and talk the word of God. But I think the words of God is, for example, trap house. I think that's the word of God. I think that's one of the words of God. I think our style of giving is a word. I think, I think the understanding of family, what we have set up are words. So you see what happens is that a man of God speaks the word, speaks the word, speaks the word until words begin to come. So when you think about the trap house, 
Trap house was not something we sat down and said, we now need to get a trap house. It was through the word of God. It was through the things we had to do that something was produced. Another example, we never sat down and said, "Mm, COD needs four accountability groups. It was one day there was a leading to do something. It produced. So when the Bible says, speaks the words of God, what I now want you to have in mind is this. When the Bible says that for he whom God speaks, I want you to read it in the way that Amplified, Amplified Classic says it. Go on. He who comes from above is above all. He who comes from above is above all. No, read from 34 because of time. For since he whom God has sent. For since, this is what led me to the prayer. For since him, for since whom God has sent. Go on. Speaks the words of God. Speaks the words of God. You know, this is something I need you to go back and meditate on. The one who God has sent communicates words I started with Psalm 19 to tell you that it has nothing to do with what comes out of the mouth it's what comes out of that person the heaven has no mouth yet it communicates I said to you again that the deaf person the audible words of a mouth that comes out of a mouth will mean nothing to a deaf person yet the deaf must be healed by what is communicated you remember that the tpt version will say that the word of god is the living expression you express god in everything you do but go on what does it say god does not give him his spirit sparingly god does not give him his spirit sparingly before we get there what i want you to hear from this is this so there's a story i want to say to you quickly jesus christ walked on earth spoke the word of god right yeah 33 years he spent on the earth but three years he did god's work got to a place whereby he was being persecuted and decided not to open his mouth we've treated this before decided not to open his mouth the scripture actually foretold actually said before time about him that he was going to be a person that was being led to the slaughter like a lamb He knew not to open his mouth. In fact, whatever he would have said then would not have been the words of God. I don't think you understand me. Jesus Christ, though having power, if he spoke then, it would not be the words of God. The one whom God has sent speaks the words of God. They don't speak what their heart wants. They do not speak what their flesh wants. The only thing they communicate is God's expression. In the Garden of Gethsemane, when God says that, when PT says to us that Adam did not sin, but by propensity took the sin of his wife, who was to represent the church. What God was showing us there was that Adam speaks. There's a communication. What I'm saying about speaking is more than what Chrissy can say with her mouth. I'm saying that there's something that she shows us. There's something that she communicates to us. What God is saying to COD is that, you know, in the year 21, when you go into the nations, you're already hit with language barriers, but there's something you must still communicate. But the only way you'll communicate is if you are one whom God has sent. The person whom God has sent is a person given a divine assignment. So Jesus Christ could not have spoken. If he had spoken, it would not be the words of God. It would be the words of Jesus, a man. He didn't speak. Up until 
the Bible actually says to us, he didn't speak, he died, resurrected. And then he met two people along the way. Many people were confused. Is, is he still alive or um, he died? People were, most people were hit by depression. Most people were hurt, crying and all of these things. And Jesus Christ comes and the Bible actually says, I think it's in the book of Luke. The Bible actually says that it was held back from them that, that they will be able to recognize him. So they didn't know him by the flesh. He st stood with them. He asked them, what's going on? Why are you so down? The people complained and said, oh, have, are you the only one that hasn't been in Jerusalem? That our Messiah has been killed. Our Messiah has been killed. And what happened? The first thing he does is begin to speak to them. He begins to break down Christ from the life of Moses. I said to you that the new covenant man, what is his duty? Simply put, if you do politics, for example, any political, um, political talk is just talk. Whatever you get from the book is just talk. It cannot move the heart of a man. What God needs now for you is to speak Christ into the politics. That's not you going to say Jesus Christ because talk means nothing. I've seen my mom and dad shout Jesus Christ. We've got a funny video of a guy. There's a guy that um, um, you've all seen it that pranks his mom saying that his brother got kidnapped. And she's shouting Jesus. That talk means nothing. What God is looking for is something more than that. A life that speaks. So what God actually says to us here, Jesus Christ got to a place where he didn't speak, died, then comes back from life and begins to speak. Now, when he speaks, he explains Christ in scripture from the days of Moses. He acts as if he's going elsewhere. I'm, I'm having to rush through this. He acts like he's going elsewhere. And the people beg him to stay with them that night. They follow, Christ follows them back into the house. What does he do? He expresses that he is Jesus without telling them. What does he do? He gets the bread and wine, breaks it. At that moment, the Bible says their eyes were open and they knew that this was the Messiah. Once they caught that, he vanished. Oh God. Have you seen scriptures of people that were taken away? Was it, was it Philip that was taken by the Spirit? Did you notice the moment when he was taken? The moment when he opened other people's eyes to Christ. You know, what I'm daring to speak and communicate to COD is everything in each and every one of us wants to be part of a complete story. And you will be. But each of our duty is simply to communicate. Not to now be enthroned as kings because we know what we're saying. So where am I taking you with all of this? The point that I needed you to pay attention to, which I said, and I purposely said it in passing to see if you hear me, was that as far as Jesus lived, he could not speak. Hence why he didn't speak. He had to die before he can speak. For the one whom God has sent has an assignment. What's the assignment of God? Lay down your life for your brothers and sisters. Experience death. From the position of death, you then speak. Adam will not function unless he's as good as dead. And then the word comes to him. So read 
read 34 again. I want you to hear something. Go on. For since he whom God has sent speaks the words of God, yeah. God does not give him his spirit sparingly or by measure. Now, the person who begins to speak. So, what I'm actually saying to you, you see, Elohim is playing the keys. What actually speaks is his obedience to that work. Have you seen scriptures when the Bible says, the point I'm trying to show you is, have you seen scriptures, the first death in scripture, who was it? Abel and Cain, right? Abel dies in the hands of Cain. This is righteousness against wickedness. But what happens? Abel to this day, we have not heard one word he said. Cain, we heard everything he said. As a man that's alive, all we heard was his talks. Did not impact anybody's life. The impact on Abel's life, from Abel's life, has been from what he offered God. One, the Bible says that God testified of his gifts, that yet dead still speaks. Also testified that his blood from the ground speaks vengeance. Then goes to say that Christ's blood speaks better things. Imagine that God actually testified that. It's not even the words that, God, that Christ spoke before. Because we're not in the days of farming. So that's talks in relation to us. There was something more he was speaking. What spoke to us? His obedience. In the days, the Bible says that the son learned obedience through his suffering. Through his fighting against himself, his flesh and the spirit. And fulfilling what the spirit called him to do. He learned obedience and fulfilled. So what am I saying to you, COD? I have to stop here, but this is what I'm saying to you. Next year cannot be a year of you talking. You can go and quote what Genesis 12 says. But if there's no, if there's no obedience behind what you're saying, you are not speaking, you're only talking. The man who speaks, how do you identify someone that speaks? It's not in their many words. Your heart begins to move when they speak. When these men were walking with Christ, they did not know him by physical appearance. But the Bible says, but did not our hearts burn when he spoke the words of God to us? So what God is actually asking from a Tommy one, and I need you guys to hear this. Listen, I don't know how, because of time and an instruction that's just come to me, I can't say everything that I want to say. This is you having to receive by the Spirit what I'm saying to you. In the year 2021, what God cannot have is someone that says, wow, that was a mad word. What God needs are dead people that will rise as an army because the Spirit of that word entered them. When the spirit of the word entered them, the Bible says now the one, because the spirit does not come on anyone that has not been sent. Have you noticed that scripture says of Acts 2, go to Acts 2, quickly, quickly, quickly. Acts 2, I need you guys to hear. What God started to say to me in prayer is what I'm going to cause in you. You have been issued, you have been having issues, you've been afraid of the way you talk. But what I'm going to put in you is the ability to speak. What the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples to do was to speak. Acts 4, Acts 2 verse 4, what does it say? Quickly. I said quickly. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. On the day of Pentecost, the Spirit of God came. The Spirit of God was not simply for comfort according to their flesh. When the Bible says that I will send another comforter, it was not talking about comforting your flesh. It was saying that I will give you the means to do the work. Paul and Peter, you are struggling to communicate because all that you're doing is talking. 
but what the spirit of God is going to do for an individual is that when I come upon, upon you I will give you ability to speak read it as the scripture says it go on all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit in seal the hot smith road what God will begin to do in the place of prayer is give them the spirit until they have their enabling they they get the enabling power to speak go on and read, it, read it again go on all of them were filled with the holy all spirit all of them every single person here will be filled with the spirit yeah all of them were filled with the holy spirit and began to speak in other tongues and began to speak this is what i'm saying to you so everything that the disciples did prior to this was talking what the Spirit gave and came upon them for was that they could speak. So when I look at a media team, I see more than a media team. I see salvation. I see something that communicates. You have to be honest with yourself at this moment. What has usually made us for is that there are many things out of zeal we talk. But what God says is that it's more than what your mouth says. Pastor Obi, you don't sit here because you're comfortable doing it. What you sit here to do and how you'll be able to meet somebody else's heart is because you're actually responding to obedience rather than comfort. Comfort makes me very uncomfortable here. What I mean by that is I don't feel like I can speak. I don't feel I can talk. So I will never be comfortable speaking here. But what the Spirit comes is that He says, go and present yourself as someone that I would need to speak through. Go and present yourself. If you're doing trading, you don't need to know about it. Just present yourself before God in trading. What happens is that your obedience speaks. So do you know why a choir member will struggle to move a person's heart? Because how you will know someone is speaking is that even if their head don't understand, their heart is moved. So the Bible says that Peter rose up amongst the people and began to speak. And the Bible actually says first, the men that were there, their hearts were cut. As what happened, he spoke in the realm of the spirit, what would enable people's heart to respond. So if you're going to have investment, it's not going to be how well you know property details. What is going to happen is that there's an obedience that you keep adhering to. So God says, do this in the house. What that does is that it provides you power in your business to speak. These people don't need to hear everything. So you can testify that there are Jewish people that have not seen me physically I've not spoken to but they see a picture and they say who is this guy because behind in my position I'm obeying what I'm speaking what I'm communicating to a generation is my obedience that's what speaks are you hearing what I'm saying to you COD if you're going to lead it's not going to be in your many words because a deaf man cannot hear words but what he can definitely receive what the spirit of another man can receive is speech what are you saying what are you speaking and that speaking is the power of the obedience. So you don't need to know how it's going to work. All you need to do is present yourself. You don't need to know how you will speak. All you need to do is present yourself. What is God saying to you? Obey it. So do you know what happens? I realize that what my giving is, my giving speaks for me. You know, when I give, when I speak, when I, when I uh, mobilize, when I do whatever, it speaks. That's what speaks. Not how well your voice is. So I can look at people and you, they may not have the best voice. But my heart is moved. Not my emotions. My heart is moved because they obey. For the son of man, he, for the one whom God has sent, is cautious of assignment. He's obedient to that assignment. So Christ knew that before death, he could not speak because 
his assignment was actually death. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? His assignment was actually death. Like I said to you, Abel, we have no dialogue. We have no written proof of what he said until he died. And his voice still speaks. Upon his life, we understand the power of giving. We understand the power of our offerings that what will move men are not the talks in the realm of the flesh. It's what is being said in the realm of the spirit. So you see, all of this I'm saying will be noise if there's not something communicating on my behalf in the spirit. When Cain attacked Abel, do you not think his mouth uttered words? Do you think that Abel did not look at his brother and say, why? Do you not think he probably didn't call on God? Do you think he didn't scream, yet no response? Because a man who talks only in the fleshly realm has no voice. The heavens declare words, yet has no mouth. So what I want you to understand is that what is going to move the hearts of men is only things of the spirit. But that's why God calls us monthly or weekly for some of us. What God calls us into is giving. Giving is a means for you to have power in the spirit. When he says, this is what my word asks you to do. When I tell you to pray, when he says pray, at that moment when you're praying, what he's doing is giving you power. So the next part of that scripture says that now the person who speaks the words of God unto him is given the spirit without measure. Do you understand what that means? The spirit is the power of God. So everything to make one produce, God says to the one that speaks the words of God, I give him all power. I give him all things. I give him, read the Amplified Classic, the way I listened to it, the way I prayed it this morning and last night. Amplified Classic, read it for me, go on. For since... For Quiet, si get ready, we're going to worship and I'll leave you guys to pray. For since he whom God has sent speaks the words of God, proclaims God's own message. Yeah. God does not give him his spirit sparingly. Because he speaks the words of God, God does not give him his spirit with measure. You know what most of us has been experiencing is a measurement of the spirit. You don't see the power of God in your relationship because he's a measurement in your life. Because you don't speak the words of God. No, you speak your emotions. You speak what your mind tells you. You don't say what God... And listen, remember what I said to you. You cannot speak unless you have died. You cannot speak unless you're in a dead position. Meaning that what your flesh can say has come to no existence. What the Bible says is that what happens is that the Spirit is given to you. So, But look at the way the Amplified Classic says it. This has been my prayer. Go on. You lead spirit of flow and then we pray. Go on. God does not give him his spirit sparingly or by measure. The one that speaks the words of God. God does not give him the spirit sparingly. Go on. But boundless is the gift. God this is where I began to pray. When I mean, you know when I say the spirit of God begins to hold a person. You're, have you ever been in a place where you're repeating scripture? You're repeating scripture. You know it's not your flesh. You're just saying for boundless is the gift of the spirit upon you read it for me go on but boundless is the gift god but makes boundless of his meaning that the power in your relationship is there because the spirit is boundless are you hearing me what most people are they're only allowing the spirit in their worship but god wants the spirit over your life 
he wants you totally consumed by it so boundless is the spirit you know i can't even go into this because i have to go somewhere but you know god started to say to me you see there's going to come in your life this is what he said to me but i'll say it to cod it's going to come to your life it's going to come to a period in your life that all you can define everything in your life as is spirit it will not be because you sat in a meeting it will just be that spirit connected you house will not be because you searched for it spirit connected you it will not be because you met this person physically or you said follow me spirit will connect your heart and theirs because you speak the words of god so what god is saying to us cod is that you see this year of 2020 and the years prior all that God has been calling you to do, every time when he called you to go up to HQ to sing, every time he called you to do a word charge, every time he told you to go and serve, be hospitable to people, every time he told you to give, he was giving you opportunities for you to speak. Your obedience is what will give you power to speak. And when you begin to speak, what happens is that as a result of that, the power of heaven the power that created the heavens and the earth will be given to you but given to you without measure remember that this was not christ speaking this was john's testimony of the son that is sent and we know that we all live in christ tell corinne to wake up if she wants to be boundless in the spirit what god begins to do for you is that you would not you, uh, i don't know how to say this you know like this not, this is why i say that moses struggled to communicate himself you know someone says oh how are you able to pray continuously it's not a flesh thing it's spirit that moves me it's boundless are you hearing what i'm saying when you're looking for resources it's spirit that will make it boundless is the gift read that verse again one more time but boundless is the gift god makes of his spirit yeah the father loves the son the father loves the son the one that is of assignment god loves him the person that's of assignment knows that there's nothing that they can do unless they see what the father is doing in other words they hear his commands i would have taken you to um to john 15 verse 14 and onwards that the father loves the son greater love than this and it actually tells us how we can remain in that love it says if you obey my commands my commands of saying so you would realize that giving almost for some people giving seems like an option for me giving is a command I obey that command power is given to me when I speak so pastor Obi can make a lot of mistakes when he's talking but when he speaks there's an impartation of what he's saying people begin to respond so I tell people we can say whatever but time will show what actually is working right time will show why are people gathered he speaks Sharon why will people gather to you why would everything you need for your life gather to you you speak do you remember that the earth responds to God saying, let there be light? He spoke. The only way things respond to you is not how well you put things together. It's if you speak. So, Beryl, I don't want to hear you singing. I want to hear you speaking through the means of singing. When you obey, you speak. So, that's why sometimes when I can hear you, when you're praying, when you're doing all of these things, you can only give. You don't need to lead a song to move someone's heart. When you're on fire for God, when you trust in his commandments, what happens is that your, your words don't become noise. It's words. It's communicative. You can speak it. So God actually says to us in the year 21 is don't worry about your flaws. Be dead. Be dead. Receive his word. Now, if you're a person of assignment, you will speak only what he's speaking. 
you will not say any other thing you will speak and how do we speak how do we graduate from the realm of talking to speaking the little things that the word commands us to do we obey it that gives us power i'm telling you to god i understand now i am convicted you know before i could have said things by utterance but in the place of prayer god has actually shown me i know for a fact that we were actually made to take nations and we were made to take nations, nations that has different languages. You know, we've never thought of that before. Yeah, we didn't realize, we didn't deep that God calls you to take something that you can't communicate with because he doesn't want you communicating with your mouth. He wants you to be able to communicate you to them. He wants you to be able to, so this is why the Bible says he enabled them to speak in other tongues. He just said, I can communicate to all things. So when it comes to business, you bring me there, I'll be able to communicate. Even sometimes I may not open my mouth, but there's something being communicated to them because in the backside of the desert, in my secret place, I'm obedient. I am not overlooking the things that God calls me to do. If I'm called to do this, it's not too small. That's what God gives you as the measurement of obedience so that you can speak. God testified of Abel. The one thing we know about Abel is that he gave gifts. He testified that he's though dead, he still speaks. Why? Because he's gifts were obedience to him i don't know how to say it more what god is looking for so stop trying to make things work and i echo the words of my father stop trying to make things work make the tree good and the fruit will be good so from this day i say to myself and you must start to do so in the place of prayer you know the things that makes you not able to fulfill the commands of god you know the things that makes you call a command an option is when you become sinful that you now see given as an option rather than a command i use that as an example but god says that if you can make up your mind bring before him you know someone that's intimate with someone tells god tells their friend everything you know before god i tell god what i struggle with like i don't try to polish it i say it I say, God, how are we going to deal with this? I say, God, when we're going to speak, I say, God, you know I cannot speak by myself. I ask not for me and you to speak. I ask for you to take control and speak. But there's obedience. So he says, you see, you're tired, but lay on your face and pray. As I'm praying, he'll bring an Enrique to my heart. He says, intercede for him. He brings an Indidi to my heart. He says, intercede for her. He brings people. I may not know what I'm interceding for. He just says, listen to my commands. He says this, that, do it. It will give you power. So leadership is not how, you see, when we start organizing things, those are things just to make people happy. But what will make everyone effective? Let me tell you something. It's not because I'm good at admin that COD has a lot of people. It's because, hey, the little things I believe that God commanded me to do, I did it. Do you remember when I said to you that when Pastor Toby told me to leave youth revival, I was crying, praying. But do you remember what I said the prayer was? I said, God, help me to do this so that when the people are hit with hard decisions, they will have the power to do it. I didn't even understand what I was saying. There's power in your obedience, guys. So you see, what will make Ashley prosper have the children she wants, have the finances she wants. It's not doing the acts. It's actually, what is the obedience that God is calling in your life? It's, if it's going to HQ every day, do it. It doesn't matter if it pleases others. You know what God has commanded you. I love David and my love will not be removed from him. Why? Because he would do anything I ask him to do. 
So David can speak to us. I've never heard the audible voice of David. Yet David communicates to me all the time. Why is Pastor Toby powerful? Before we saw him, we could not hear him because we did not know him. But those obediences as small as giving 10 pounds that gave him the power to speak. So I said to you, I can go and word for word repeat the message on he spoke about David but there was one day he spoke about jello fries making jello fries and we were all convicted if I did that today people will be texting each other people will be throwing things at, it means nothing but why can he speak anything because what actually speaks to the hearts of man is not the words of a person's mouth it's that for him whom God had sent speaks the words of God they don't talk they speak the words of God and what happens? The spirit is given to them boundless, without measure. I don't want the spirit only for when I preach. To hell with that. Why should the spirit be with me only when I speak? Then when my finances, my flesh does everything. The spirit has to be every area of my life. I want you to begin to pray what you're praying for. Let me tell you what you're praying for. That you be in the state to receive God's word. Two, that you understand the assignment. If you're understanding the assignment, you will begin to communicate what God has called you to speak. And what will happen? Everything. I, I don't know how to express this, but I have to say how God said it to me. My spirit received it. There will be a time in your life that every area of your life will be called spirit. It will be defined spirit. People will say, how did you do this? You say, you don't know. It's spirit that's what God is bringing us to 21 the year of the birth of Isaac can you speak though no more talking can you speak you know that every time when there's an obedience there's situations that will rise and according to the carnal man the earthly man these decisions make sense the the things that we say oh, I can't do it my voice my, oh, I don't have enough they're earthly but you're the, you saying that by the Spirit, you understand that when it was said to you, you just need to believe that word because the power to do is in that word. When you obey, then you become someone that in your world you speak. Do you understand that? I want you to raise your voice, begin to pray in the Spirit. We're going to lead for a Spirit flow.